Good evening, grave robbers, and welcome back to the television graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Lara Prince and Noah Woolahan. We've come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows, to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should stay doomed. This is a podcast in which we'll analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season, or only one episode. With me, as always, is TV's Noah Houlihan. <laughs> oh, that was that was annoying. I, I, there's not a good, lot of good quotes, so I went with monkey noises for this one. Bobby! Bobby! You have lost an idol. Bobby! <laughs> this is evil monkeys! Bobby, it's Keanu Reeves, Bobby! <laughs> evil monkeys, this is a show that our patrons voted for a long time ago that went missing the yes. moment we tried to record it. And, or watch it, rather. And then, uh, luckily, another one of our patrons, Matthew, who I believe also suggested this one, was able to find it for us. So this is a long-overdue Patreon Choice episode on the BBC's or Channel 4? ITV2. ITV2's Evil Monkeys. I think this is a good first question for this. Well, actually, here's a good start. Let's pour one out. What do you got there, Laura? I have chimpain. Chimpain. Uh, they are given chimpain immediately. They're giving a couple bottles of chimpain. So I was like, what is this? So I, first of all, we had red, white, and blue sprinkles, and this is English, and the color of the Union Jack is red, white, and blue. Yes. So I rimmed a champagne glass in that because we cannot make this classy. No. But we want to make it what people would think is classy if they were perhaps um, not classy. Okay. And so I put a little bit of 99 bananas in the bottom and then sparkling wine. Not expensive sparkling. There's so many sprinkles. There's so many sprinkles. Oh, my God. Oh, how good is it? Oh, my God. It's weird. (laughs) Do you taste the bananas? Do you taste all 99 of them? Sort of. Try it. All right. There's so many sprinkles. There's so many. There's 99 (laughs) sprinkles is what this is. The sprinkles are bobbing up and down, too. I mostly just get the champagne. Yeah, I think it's a rather dry champagne, so I kind of just don't like it that much. I thought it was pretty tasty. It's pretty sweet, in my opinion. Uh, Sprinkles just jumped off of it. Uh, So, I'm not sure what to call this. Because originally, this was going to be the monkey latrine. And it was going to be like a mudslide with 99 bananas. But I didn't have the chocolate sauce. So this became a vanilla version of that instead of a chocolate version. So it started with ice and a full banana. I went with uh, almond milk, uh, 
some 99 bananas, and also a little bit of Malibu. Okay. Originally, it was gonna, that was going to be Kahlua. And it, so it would be more like the latrine. So instead, I forget what the name of the white monkey was. Snowdrop. Snowdrop. I'm going to call this the Snowdrop. And it is delicious. Mmm. Mmm. I put a little bit of vanilla extract in it as well. Yeah, I, I made a milkshake. You put a lot of bit of vanilla extract in that. Well, I mean, it's also vanilla almond milk, so there's a lot of vanilla forward. Yeah, but I can taste the um, the bourbon vanilla. Mmm. Mmm. Because uh, we don't have vanilla extract. We have bourbon vanilla extract. I can really taste it. The truth of the matter is... Uh, it tastes like my banana bread, because that's the yeah. vanilla extract I put in the banana bread I make. The truth of the matter is Laura immediately claimed sh- champagne. and was like, I want to do sh- champagne and 99 bananas. And I got real grumpy, so I made mine really delicious this time. <laughs> but Laura's happy with her sprinkles. <laughs> Licking sprinkles off the edge of this. All right. All right. Let's, go- let's start with Evil Monkeys. I think a good start is what did you think this show was going to be when we sat down to watch it? Because I thought I knew what it was, and it wasn't that. I wasn't sure. I figured it was going to be a British reality show based on what little I knew about mm-hmm. it going in. I, I try not to go in knowing too much with shows like this uh, because I didn't want to. I knew it was like English celebrities. I kind of pictured it being more of a chat show. Okay. Um, it is not a chat show. I thought this was going to be a prank show where three contestants are forced to dress up as monkeys and try not to give away the game that they're not real monkeys, that they're humans in suits, while also pulling hilarious pranks. That's the show I was expecting to see. That was not what this was at all. So, uh, the first note I have here is the fuck. Because, <laughs> man, what was this? We're given the lore. Yes. Um, it's a, a legendary zoo in Japan where all of the monkeys live and the zookeeper died. Mm-hmm. And now the monkeys are just kind of living life and they want to study humans. So they get the best and brightest of humanity. Celebrities. Yes. But they're UK celebrities. So they're not, um, they are reality stars. Yes. They are from The Only Way is Essex. Yes, which is a show I'm not familiar with at all. But you can... It's... Go ahead. uh, Honestly, think Jersey has how many seasons? So uh, The Only Way is Essex has 30 seasons. (laughs) And it started in 2010. (laughs) It is... Uh, it is a heavily scripted reality show. Think Jersey Shore. Well, think Jersey Shore or think like The Hills. Because The Hills was clearly scripted. Like, are we pretending like this is a reality show? Quote, real people in modified situations saying unscripted lines but in a structured way, unquote. That to me sounds more like what The Hills is. Probably, but I I get a Jersey Shore vibe looking at the cast. Well, I guess the question is, like, the people on the hills will, when in public, 
will tell you, like, well, my character in the show did X, Y, and Z. If you run into Paulie D in the situation, they'll be like, yeah, that was me on the show. That's the line I'm trying to see where they are. I can't quite tell. Right. But apparently the show's been, while wildly popular, the show is also um, given a lot of guff for being stereotypical Mm -hmm. about Essex and also with the Essex girl stereotype. Is Essex old Jersey? (laughs) Um, An Essex girl is viewed as um, dumb. Okay. And maybe a bit um, promiscuous. Like a valley girl? Kind of. Okay. And usually like very fake tan orangey. So I think that's where I'm getting that Jersey Shore vibe. Loud verbal vulgarity. Okay. I just looked up Essex Girl on Wikipedia to be entirely honest with you. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Quote from Time Magazine. In the typology of the British, there's a special place reserved for Essex Girl, a lady from London's eastern suburbs who dresses in white strappy sandals and suntan oil, streaks her hair blonde, has a command of Spanish that runs only to the word Ibiza, and perfects an air of tarty prettiness. Hmm. So, these three contestants that we are introduced as the Brains, the Brawn, and the Bobby. Yes, so the Brains uh, is Yasmin. Yes. The Brawn is James. Mm-hmm. And Bobby is Bobby. And Bobby is Bobby, not not Counselor Bobby, unfortunately. No, be a lot cooler if it was. I yes. would watch this with Counselor Bobby. Uh, that's Bobby Mayer, who's a comedian. And they are traveling deep into the bush. And I immediately wrote that down because they're in Japan, not Australia. <laughs> yes. They're just making a crude joke here. Yes. And the monkeys are watching Coronation Street, which is an incredibly popular English sitcom. Mm-hmm. Or excuse me, English soap opera, not a sitcom. My bad. Uh, and point out that the humans have arrived and the monkeys celebrate. Yay. Yeah, it, there was part of the story was like the zookeeper that was like with them was educating them. If you are watching this video, I'm already dead. And I know what you're here for. My money. My mission has always been to develop my apes into something more. Something smarter. Oh, he's a monkey trainer. But they've never learned what it means to be human. (laughs) This is why you're here. So my apes can study you. I've taught apes impossible abilities using methods I call sensory deprivation theory. Sensory deprivation theory. Have you heard of the three wise monkeys? Hear no evil. See no evil. Speak no evil. Remove one sense. Improve others. Now, your turn. You will face three fiendish tests where you will each lose a sense. The quicker you complete tests, the more idols you receive and more time you will have in final test to take my one million yen from Monkey Island. Mm -hmm. And making them smarter, and then he died, and now they're continuing his work. Yes. As these hyper-intelligent apes. One of them has like a dug-from-up collar that allows them to speak. Hi there. 
but that's that's basically it. And they lure the three humans into a cage because they see a sign that says like alcohol reception. <laughs> Champagne reception. Champagne reception. They're like, oh, let's just walk into this cage. Yeah, so there's fruit and champagne. Mm-hmm. Uh, chimpane. Yes. And then one of the monkeys locks them in and scares them. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Snowdrop, the albino gorilla. We also then meet Leah, who is a, like, the tough fighter monkey. Yes. Margaret, the matriarch. And Donald, the deviant. Which is, you know, Don the Vampire all yeah. over again. Don the Monkey. <laughs> the humans are there to be studied and they're going to use the sensory deprivation theory. So essentially, my thought here is that somebody went to a thrift store mm-hmm. and saw one of those crappy see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil monkey statues. Yeah. And that's the entire premise of the show. It is. <laughs> and I, I have a lot of feelings about this show. Uh, <laughs> my, my favorite part's about to happen. Uh, oh, okay. The ape overlord congratulates them to the song I'm Still Standing and is talking about their mission and he goes, we will learn to walk like them, talk like them. And I looked at you and went, is it the Jungle Book? And then the gorilla immediately goes, are you quoting the Jungle Book? Yeah. I, I, I feel a certain way about this. Uh, a few things I want to explain. One, the parts with the apes are subtitled with monkey noises. Which, if you're sitting there right now going, why didn't they play a clip of that? It's because there's not audio of them saying that. It's a subtitle with monkey noise. So I decided not to include that because it's annoying the whole time. Two, it's probably the best joke in the show. Yeah. Yeah. Jokes are not funnier when you explain them. You didn't need to go, is that the Jungle Book? I had already started laughing because I was like, oh, that's the Jungle Book. And then when they just like, oh, is that the Jungle Book? It kind of hurts it, in my opinion. Yes. So I don't know if you needed to explain that joke. Yeah. (laughs) I do, though, have a note that the music's really good in this show. So if you're also wondering why there's not quotes... It's because they use uh, I'm So Excited and Push It by salt and Peppa, which will get this video flagged. Yes. So, yeah, there might not be a lot of quotes, quotes in this one. Uh, sorry. So, they're, they're going to win up to one million yen. Mm-hmm. Because it's Japan. And immediately I go, wait a minute. Yeah, what is one million yen? It is... 5,400 pounds, roughly. <laughs> Woohoo. Uh, so then they're going to do their first contrived challenge. Yes. So. Yasmin is gagged. Well, James is putting headphones and Bobby is blindfolded. Before we even get to that, like a car picks them up and they have to get into the back of it and like. They're in, like, a cage as they're transported to the challenge. Yeah. And they're like, I'm not an animal. I'm not getting in there. We're not getting in there. We're we're not animals. And it's, like, very clearly acting annoyed. Yeah. And the concept of the show is that the people are not aware of what the concept of the show is. 
And I 100% don't believe that. Because they didn't get actors, they got reality show stars. So they all just kind of stay on the same reality show level of, I'm annoyed and annoying. And it's just that for an hour. So they have to... Bobby needs to dig in poop for Mm -hmm. the letters. He is blind. Yes. And uh, Yasmin is gagged and cannot yell what the letters are. She has to do a physical representation of the letters based on a code. Yes. And James is wearing headphones, so no one can yell to him. Yes. So, But he can see her. Yes. I honestly think this is a pretty well-designed game. Yeah. I would agree if it didn't seem like the obvious objective was to put Yasmin in... The sexiest poses possible. The most compromising positions conceivable. Yeah. So, like... The first letter you get is D, and D was like laying down on your back and spreading your legs wide. Yes. Was how D looked. And then U was like bending over and just pointing your butt at something. <laughs> like, it was very clearly like, we have to get this girl in yoga pants to be in these positions. Yes. That's 100% what it is. And when they are trying to, when uh, when Bobby is trying to tell Yasmin what the letters are, because he can see the letters, and he yells them to Yasmin, mm-hmm. who does the... Uh, well, he can't see the letters, he feels them, because he's, yeah. he's the blindfolded one. Yeah. So, I have here D for dick, B for booby, because that's what they are yelling. Yes. Somebody tries to say B for Bobby, but they say B for booby. Booby. Um... So the, the le- they end up being dumb and hairy? Yes. And over time, they have ten idols that they can win. And over time, uh, as they run low on time, they lose an idol. Yes. So like I- if you have ten minutes to do the challenge every minute, you would lose an idol. See, that's an assumption. They I'm giving just- them an example. Yeah. I'm giving the listeners how it would work. We are not given how much time they have or how often yeah. they lose an idol. Yeah, they're simply told as time passes... You will lose idols. There's no timer on screen. There's nothing telling us how much time is left, how much time has passed. Just randomly, they will cut to footage of one of the monkeys putting a cage around an idol. And I'll say, idol lost. For all I can tell, this was a decision they made in post. (laughs) Because the shots of them with the idols... And the sh- of the monkeys with the idols and the shots of them playing the game are never like simultaneous. They never interact. Yeah. So it, it's very possible that they're like, we forgot to add stakes to this. Yeah. <laughs> so let's add some stakes. Yeah, I feel like I don't ever hear them mention not having not seeing the idols. It's like we're losing the idols is something that they never seem to care about. It's nothing we ever. I think we may hear them say it once, but I don't think really? we ever. I don't think we ever see someone say mm. it. So I, I think it might have been looped in as ADR. Oh, as ADR. Like, oh no. Like, we're looking at Yasmin, but we hear Bobby yell, we lost an idol. We gotta move faster. Uh, so... They win five, and uh, James takes off his shirt for no reason. I, I, I have a lot to still say about this challenge. Okay. Um, yeah, so the first latrine he goes through, he finds the letters for the word dumb, and they have to, like, do the anagram. 
In the second latrine, he finds the, the letters for the word Harry. They figure that out. There's one latrine left, and I look at Lara and go, what do you think, human? Is human the third word? And then the challenge ends. Yep. There was clearly a third word. There was a third latrine. I think in the beginning they mentioned there being three words, and then we just don't see it. Yeah. I was like, I guess it just stopped being entertaining, and she hid all the sexy poses already. That there was no need to do more of it. Uh, The other thing that I found, like, really annoying about this whole thing was, and it's something that they kind of blow past, but when they win an idol, the idol is full of sand. The sand will then be added to basically a... uh, what are those things called? An hourglass. And for the final challenge, and in the final challenge, as the sand ticks down, they lose money. It was a lot that needed to be explained that they kind of brush over. That if I wasn't like taking notes, I don't think I would have written down, like I would have fully understood. The concept of this is good. Yeah. The execution of this is annoying. All right. Because there's a whole part in this whole thing where he's trying to dig through the latrines and the monkey that drove the car attacks Bobby and tries to give him a banana. And the subtitles say things like, I'm trying to apologize. Yeah. It's rude to not accept an apology. Yeah. But really, it's a blindfolded man being assaulted by a man in a gorilla costume. Yeah. It's bad American gladiators. We've got American gladiators in the brain right now. Yes, we do. We're watching the the documentary. But what I'm saying is they're adding obstacles accidentally rather than it being part of the challenge, which I think is such a confusing concept. That will continue throughout the show of just like, oh, wait, the monkey's doing a thing. Yeah, and like, Snowdrop also seems to have a crush on James. Mm-hmm. So like, Snowdrop will occasionally like be inappropriate to James. Yeah. In a way that we, as an audience, are led to understand, but he is not. Right. So, for the second challenge, this time Bobby is with the headphones, Yasmin is blindfolded, and James is Speak No Evil. Yes. Did we talk about the shower? I don't know if we got to the shower yet. I, I have the note that the shower takes place here. In between Maybe. these two challenges, oh, yes. okay. James takes a shower. Yes, because Snowdrop is eating a, is eating a banana creepily, watching him take a shower. <laughs> the banana never gets bitten. That banana just enters and exits Snowdrop's mouth repeatedly. Okay, yeah. You know while what? a man in his underwear showers. In my notes, I have Snowdrop is filleting a banana. Yes. So, I was trying to trying to make this PG for the kids. No, I already used the F word. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that wastes like six minutes. Like, that is what they chose to include Instead of the, the third, third word. Ret- the third word challenge. Anyway, it's time for slippery slopes. <laughs> so there's a caricature caricature of a celebrity, a real celebrity, not a cast member from mm-hmm. Only Way is Essex, mm-hmm. with a garbled quote, and they have to crawl up a greased up tarp 
And occasionally the monkeys will throw a Donkey Kong-like barrel at them to knock them back down the, yes. back down the tarp hill. Mm-hmm. So, Is it a greased-up tarp or water? I, I, I think it's soapy. I think it's soapy. Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was water or like... But the idea is the they will put up this caricature uh, and then they will say a quote with the words jumbled. Like instead of, uh, I know Kung Fu, it'd be like, Kung no Fu I. And then they would announce like, which celebrity are we talking about? A, Keanu Reeves. B, uh, uh, Jackie Chan. C, and they would go through that. This is a very interesting idea for a game. Because you have the contestant who can't talk, who is the only one with all the information, but can't then explain it to the rest of them. You have the one that has heard the information... And what the choices are, but can't see where to go. Yeah. And then you have the one that has seen the picture, uh, can see where the choices are, but don't know what the choices are. Like, Like, there's A, but I don't know if that one's Keanu Reeves or whatever it is. Yeah. So there's this weird thing of, like, we have to figure out a way to communicate while they're throwing barrels at us. It's a really well-designed game. (laughs) It's also deeply funny because uh, Bobby and James just physically shove Yasmin Mm -hmm. through, like, the entire thing. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of touching her butt. There's a lot of butt touching in this episode, in this challenge, yes. As they just shove her up a hill. Which, I don't think they all had to make it up. I think I would leave the blind person behind. Because they are throwing barrels at you. Yeah, like, I don't think they all needed to go up, so I didn't really quite understand the utility of making all three of them go up if they didn't need to. It's it's better TV. Uh, I have a note here of, oh, it's the BBC. They say the good swears. Yeah. It's, It's very much that style of reality show, like, The Floor is Lava. Yeah. Where, like... There's a practical way to do everything. That's not great TV. But, like, you need those moments of, like, someone fell into the lava, everyone scream like they died. Yeah. And there's a lot of that feel of that, like, manufactured peril going on in this show. Yeah, but it's mostly kind of silly. Mm-hmm. So, we get the last, uh, the last challenge we get is uh, Go Bananas. Yes. And in this, Yasmin cannot hear, Bobby cannot speak, and James cannot see. Yes. They are given a sequence of sounds, and they have to guide uh, James to press the buttons that coordinate with the sounds. Yes. But James cannot see the buttons. Right. So they have to act it out for the deaf person who didn't yeah. hear anything. Because Yasmin cannot hear. So that they can... Because the deaf person needs to guide the blind person because the person who can speak or who, the person who can't speak can't guide them. Right. So, like, again, it all makes sense as a game. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to... I'm trying to avoid calling them deaf and blind as much as possible. 
I'm, I'm trying to say they cannot hear it because they're not really like I'm not positive. I feel like it might be ableist to use those terms in this is context. It? I'm sorry if it is. Uh, I I'm trying because like I I was thinking of it. I might even do it earlier in this episode, but I'm thinking about it. And I'm like I feel off putting it that way, so I keep mm. trying to say. Like, Yasmin cannot hear... Yeah, hear and, no evil, see no evil. Yeah, or James cannot mm. see. Because he... They, in these challenges, cannot hear, mm. cannot see. But I, I... I don't know. I just kind of, like, while we're re- discussing it, I'm like, I feel like this might not be cool to say it this way. So, no. apologies if... Yeah, uh, apologies. I, I we, had not considered that. Yeah, I, I kind of was considering it over the course of recording mm-hmm. this. Though. I'm like, I don't... I don't love talking about it like that. So, they have to guide... Uh, James to press the buttons. Yes. Who cannot see. Right. And uh, during this, the monkeys are then also hucking bananas at them. Yes. Which again is just kind of like weird. Uh, There's some bits in this as well in that like in the sequence of sounds, uh, one of the sounds is a seal. And then the item that uh, they need to be guided to is a picture of Seal the Singer. Yes. So there's some, like, bits and fun stuff in this. Overall, I think this is the weakest of the games. Yeah. Just because I found this one to be the most annoying. Uh, But, you know, it it caused people to run into trees because they were unable to see. Ha, 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 ha. Um, And then, like, I see the design of this game. Like, because they do it in Survivor with all the time of like you blindfold a contestant and then when they run into something they yell at the person who's supposed to be guiding them and then it breeds interest interest unrest <laughs> between okay. them uh, this should be the first challenge yeah because it should be how they learn how to navigate well because it's the third challenge there's only one more after this if this is the first challenge and you had the person who could not see running into trees. Now there's resentment going into the next challenge. Yeah. And it builds. The fact that this is third is is misplaced. Yeah. And then there's also... They win three idols in this challenge. Mm-hmm. And at one point they're playing Kiss from a Rose. And I'm guessing they're playing it through the headphones that Yasmin has. Because she's dancing to it while wearing the headphones. So either she can hear, or that's the mu- or they're putting music through her headphones, and we just see her dancing. I didn't catch that. That's interesting. I mean, it could just be they're putting music through those headphones to make sure they're that she cannot hear. Yeah, because we I don't know for sure that she's dancing to "Kiss from a Rose." We hear "Kiss from a Rose." And yeah, she's dancing. it could just be music, so it it drowns out around her, or it could just be "Yay, I'm winning, and I'm happy." Yeah. So then they get sent to bed in what. You and I disagreed on slightly. Uh, I said this was obvious day-to-night footage. Yeah, I couldn't tell. Because it looks... The lightning looks very artificial. To mm-hmm. me. Like like that they have floodlights on. We were also considering the idea that they're just not outside. And that this is a soundstage. Because you know what? I bet they're not in Japan. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they're surely not. So I I thought this was obvious day to night, mm-hmm. personally. At one point, though, Snowdrop comes to the fence 
And he and Bobby, like, briefly connect. Yeah. And then Bobby asks Snowdrop for more champagne. And Snowdrop uh, huffs off. Because he's furious that Bobby's immediately trying to take advantage of their friendship. Yeah. Uh, We also had my favorite joke, which was they have, like, a flute. Not like an ocarina. One of those, like... Is it a called a pan flute? The, the like, harmonica-esque yes. flute? And one of the monkeys just starts playing it, and it goes, do-do-do-do-do-do. And immediately they slap it out of his hands, like, that's not a song we play. And I looked at Laura, and Laura didn't get it. <laughs> but it was the theme song to The Monkeys. Yeah. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. And... I wanted to bring that up because I want to compare it to the Jungle Book joke because they didn't explain this one. And I think it's stronger here because it's if you get it, you get it. And if you don't, oh well, type thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't get it. So I, <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. You looked, you looked at me so expectantly and I was like, I, I don't have anything to get. <laughs> you got it? Like, I, I get the joke, but I, I didn't get it. In time, sorry. We get the last challenge, which is for the money. Yes, the missing link challenge. Uh, Bobby cannot see, and he is driving the go-kart Yeah, that Yasmin and James are chained to, which Bobby points out is very Fifty Shades. Ooh. And they have to, like, stop at checkpoints to get keys to release Yasmin and James. Mm-hmm. So, James managed to get one down with what looks like... Did you ever work retail? Of course. The hook. The hook. Because yeah. uh, I used to work in a clothing store in school, and you would have to... I, I'm not a tall lady. Mm-hmm. And I would have to get the hook for anything higher than, you know, four feet off the ground. <laughs> so... I would constantly have to, like, go get the hook and put things up. And I, to avoid running the register and dealing with people. Mm-hmm. I was always the first one to volunteer to put clothes away from the fitting room. Okay. So this was a summer holiday job. So I left every August and I came back briefly in December and January. And then I would leave again until May. The first year I worked there, we stocked um, what I can only describe as fluorescent underpants. <laughs> and so I had a friend working in another section. We were about to close for the night so I hooked a bunch of the fluorescent underpants to one of these things and like waved it like a flag and yelled freedom. <laughs> uh, and still worked there for another three years. Yeah. So whenever I see one of those clothing hooks, I just hear my own voice yelling freedom with like fluorescent underpants hanging yeah. off them. Freedom. Uh, the, the rest of the challenge after they're freed from... Uh, the, the the cart is very eliminator from American Gladiators. It's very uh, remember like the second event in Guts. Yeah, when it was always just like you got to get through the elastic jungle <laughs> and all that stuff. Well, at one point they have to walk a tightrope that's twelve inches off the ground, and that mm-hmm. reminded me of the first challenge in Legend of the Hidden Temple. Oh, the moat. Mm-hmm. Yes. Where they have the upper um, rope and the bottom rope where they have their hands on one and their feet on the yes. other. And they're, the monkeys are swinging at them. Yeah. Which is when I wrote down, oh, this is just awful gladiators. 
Because that is part of American Gladiators, is running the balance beam while they swung medicine balls at you. I was thinking about this because I was watching a Watch Mojo video on injuries we watched them get in Jackass. Right. And Steve-O does this, but with fire. But with fire, yes. That's oof, oof, that's one of the bad ones. <laughs> so they then also have to climb up a wall. And my note here is hands on butts and hands on butts and hands on butts. Yeah, because they're just pushing Bobby. Cause Bobby, Bobby and Yasmin. Every, yeah. Hands on butts on hands, hands on, butts, on butts on hands on butts. Because James is like the, the brawn. Yeah, he gets up there. Like, he's able to get himself up there. Without help, so he yeah. pretty much shoves Bobby and Yasmin up. Yeah, he, he basically does this whole thing himself, because Bobby is blindfolded and afraid of heights. Yeah. So there are moments where Bobby is climbing, he's like, I can't do it anymore, it's too high. It's like, you don't know that, Bobby. <laughs> I also, there's moments in here where I'm a little bit like, this had to be an insurance nightmare. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Bobby could have easily fallen and eaten it. Mm-hmm. And, like, this was clearly not an expensive show. They did no. not have the money for this. Because the money's ticking away. They're losing yen. Yeah. As they, they panic. And they have, when- so they have to climb a cargo net, which they don't need hands on butts for, because it's a cargo net. Yeah. And then there's, like, a word association game. This was interesting because what they showed in the example was they had to put these cassette tapes into these radios and they got a bunch of words and then you took the first letter of every word and it spelled something. That's not what happens here. What happens here is they play these cassette tapes and they get a bunch of words and the words that I remember are boat and hammock. Banana. Uh, Yeah, and the answer is banana. Because they're, they're all words that related to banana. But since I didn't know that's what we were doing, I just started writing down the first letter of every word and like didn't and missed the challenge entirely. The person who is blindfolded had to say the word. Yeah. And then there was like, you got to yell it into the microphone. And Bobby's like, I can't stand up. I'm too high. It's like, Bobby, <laughs> come on now. So they end up winning 100,000 yen, and they're very, very excited. Did they win all 100,000 yen, or did they lose some? Well, they started with 1 million yen. Oh, did they start with a million? My bad. And they win 100,000 yen, which is roughly 540 pounds. Good work. Which is like... that. What is the current... Uh, that's about $700. For the three of them to share. Yes. Oh, nice. And they're thrilled because no one has explained that to them. And they never do. No. And then as they leave, one of the monkeys says, "Uh, don't worry, Snowdrop. Our research has only just begun. Yes. Implying that they could bring in other characters from ITV2. Yeah. So that's the first thing I want to say about this. This could never be a game show. Like, you couldn't do this with your average regular people because it's too much shenanigans. Like, when you have three reality show stars that are already getting a paycheck for being there, Mm -hmm. and that's really the pay. They don't really care about the prize money. Yeah. You can have 
unfair events where, like, the monkeys come in and mess with you. And you can also expect them to make it more about being entertaining than winning. And it's not a, and it's not for charity, like a lot of celebrity game yeah. shows and reality shows are here. Like, if you're playing, like, celebrity worst cooks in America, it's usually the winner is fairly determined because that money is going to charity. This is most comparable, in my opinion, to something like Escape the Night. Yeah. Like, you're getting paid for your participation, ergo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's very clear. Uh, it's It was a fun little thing. I think the games are very well designed. It's just in a packaging that I found very unflattering <laughs> and unappealing. Appealing! Ha! Uh, because, like, the monkeys all being subtitled is such a hassle to watch. Yeah. And this is the kind of show that people would probably be um, half-watching. Exactly. And, like, you already had the conceit that the one monkey has a thing around her neck that lets her speak. Why not just give it to all of them? Yeah. It it didn't get some... It, it didn't get great reviews. No? Uh, it's... People don't hate it. Uh, the Guardian kind of gave it a review of which I need to, I needed to pull a quote from the Guardian's review. Okay. The cumulative effect is a phantasmagoria of foolishness. Eventually, the relentless stupidity and pointlessness becomes genuinely disorienta- disorientating. Yeah, it's pretty disorienting. Uh, I would say, like, Here's the the real thing that I find. It works on many levels, all of them ridiculous, is another quote mm. I liked. This is a reality show at its crux, right? Yeah. There are no talking heads. Yeah, there really should have been talking heads. There's never a moment where you talk to the contestants like, our strategy was to make sure we drug the, her up the, the slope... So she could touch the letters and answer the questions. None of that ever comes up. It's trying to tell us as a show that the humans are not as important as the monkeys. But we are never really given that. But the monkeys are not that great. No. We're never given a reason to really care about them. It's just like, oh, it's the shenanigans with the monkeys that really make the show. But I don't care about them. The monkeys. (laughs) So, it, it, people did have a lot of fun, like, people did have a lot of fun making fun of it. Yeah. Uh, I, I've had the issue of, I don't have a VPN, and they interviewed each of the main cast members, and I couldn't get to those interviews. Oh, direct. Um, but, fascinatingly, just like uh, The Push... This has an extremely uh, vacant Twitter account. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like there were only 64 tweets from this account, and they were all from like those two days. Uh, people didn't love it. Right. Yeah, they just, people were like, this is kind of stupid. It didn't really make much of a splash. After 
its initial run. Yeah, like I, I, I think the the conceit of the one person can't see, one person can't speak, one person can't hear is interesting. And I think they did a good job using those ideas to create these games. But how many games are you going to create with that idea in mind? Like, because my question is, is this the sensory deprivation episode? And then the next episode was all going to be about something else to do with monkeys, like swinging? Or is this the idea every episode is going to be like this? This did not inspire anything in me that made me want to watch another episode. No, like, it was fine. Yeah, it does tell me a lot about uh, Matthew, who suggested it. Yeah. (laughs) Because uh, he also suggested Fort Boyard. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I understand what type of show you like. (laughs) That's like the American Gladiator type show. Uh, but overall, like, oof, oof is, is a good ending to this. Just oof. This is a face plant. Yeah. They just, it's not great. It's not. It, it was, it wasn't outright unenjoyable, but it wasn't like great. Yes. So uh, I guess it's verdict time. Yep. It's a stay doomed for me. It's a stay doomed. It's a stay doomed. It's a sh- which is a shame because as someone who really likes the game theory of, of game shows, the games are really well designed. But other than that, I don't have a lot of good things to say. Yeah. It, it was fine. The game design was surprisingly good considering. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might have hit better with us if we knew them a little more. Like if these yeah. were... If it was... Your, you know, the reality show stars we had a relationship with. Maybe we'd feel a little yeah, differently about it, or even like people we'd seen on ta- Taskmaster. Yeah, if it was three people from Escape the Night. This would be much better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like if this was like Sophia, Joey, Matt, Pat, and Joey. Yeah, that'd be great. You just like the idea of Matt, Pat, not being able to speak. Oh my god, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Her eyes lit up just now. Uh, I, I feel bad. I legitimately do not hate Matt Pat as much as my character implies. <laughs> and I've, I've started to actually feel really bad about it. Yeah. He's going to find this podcast and yell at us. Because he, uh, he seems like he's a perfectly nice person. I just don't like his... Ironically, I don't like his character. Yeah. Like, I don't... Lo- I'm sure, like, Matthew Patrick's a fine person. Mm-hmm. I'm just not the biggest fan of Matt Pat, the character. I get you. I just feel kind of bad about it. So, first off, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to join our Patreon, that's patreon.com slash plus two comedy. Uh, thank you to Matthew for suggesting this episode and being a super cool patron. And patrons get to vote and help decide uh, what we're going to be listening to next. There should also be bonus episodes coming out soon. I know that we're really behind on those. Yeah. But they should be coming out soon. We're working on it. Okay? Okay. Uh, But we do have a vote open right now. Yeah. What are we going to be watching next week? It's one of these four things. Matthew has suggested a show called Doorways, which is a sliders-type sci-fi show that was written by George R.R. Martin is what he tells me. I assume it is similar to American Gladiators in some way. 
Uh, one of them is the essential, uh, essentially promo package that Ernest did for going to Splash Mountain, where he is featured as the first rider of Disneyland Splash Mountain. And it's all, it's filmed and done very much like a uh, David Copperfield-esque stunt. Yes, this is something that we brought up on a previous episode considering that we were going to do. So this is our chance to do it. It's a bit of a rule breaker, kind of. So if you really want us to do that one, you got to vote for it now. Or you can vote for Time Piece, which is a short film created by Jim Henson. We're going to just try to do as much Jim Henson stuff as possible, apparently. That's our thing now. So if you want us to cover that film, you can vote for that. And finally, The Selection, which is based on the young adult romantic book series of the same name. It was the unaired pilot. This show goes in and out of development hell constantly, and it is, what if the ruler of a country picks his wife via a reality show? So essentially, what if I want to marry Harry was real? Yeah! So... Those are your choices. You can vote now if you're a patron. Patreon.com slash plus two comedy. Where can people find us, Laura? You can email us at the Stay Doomed Show at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Stay Doomed. And if you... Oh. I'm at plus two comedy. And if you... Uh, God, that was so annoying. I lost my train of thought entirely. <laughs> if you also hope Noah no longer does monkey noises on Stay Doomed, I'm... At Priorities. Until next time, stay doomed. Ooh, ah, ah, ah. Mm. They get worse every time I try to do it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>